Okay, so lots going on this week. Uh, well, for all, I'm, like all of us going through so much, right? It's just uh, those that we know and those that we don't know. Uh, there's so many trials going on, but we're here. We're here, and I think this sermon will is just what we need right now, the end of Romans chapter 8. Now, the kids already got, they already made their way out? Okay, they got out of here, okay. Uh, if you want to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, we're finishing Romans chapter 8. And if you grab one of the Bibles on the way, it's page 943. Otherwise, uh, we'll have the verses up here right behind us. You'll be able to follow along, no problem. But the title is "Love God's Love is Guaranteed. Oh, yeah, the kids, if there, are, there are still some few kids. Sneak on out. Um, who's going to make sure they get upstairs? Because we're going all the way up. Oh, no, okay, never mind. He's getting the Bible. Okay, he's a hardcore. Okay, he's staying. He's hardcore. Okay, good. God's love is guaranteed, Romans 8, 35 to 39. And I'm start with the Christmas story. I've told a couple of times. Uh, when I was about 9 or 10, I don't can't remember what, but I really wanted a crossbow. I just, all I could, you know, I saw Robin Hood and him you know, fighting and all this stuff, and I saw the crossbows, and I had to have a crossbow. So I asked my parents, could I have a crossbow? And and, and my mom was like, no way, because she saw what I did with the, the regular bow and arrow. You know, we, you remember the, the, game we, the game I invented? out in the field by the house. I got all the neighborhood kids together, and I would aim straight up and shoot it, and we would all run. And whoever whoever the arrow landed close to, they were out of the game. You know, if they hit them, they're really out of the game. But that that was whoever, whoever it got close to, that was the person who lost that round. Well, my mom and dad knew about all these things, so there was no way I'm getting a crossbow because I'd probably be in prison right now. But anyway, uh, but, but, so, but, but, so my mom said, no way. But I really wanted a crossbow. I kept bugging them. You know how kids do. And I finally said... I said, come, Dad, please, can I have a crossbow? And my, what my dad said was, oh, yeah, you're getting a crossbow. But what I heard was, you are getting a crossbow. That's all I heard. I was excited. I couldn't wait for Christmas. It was going to be the best Christmas ever. I, I'd never forget. I'm sitting there, wrapping, unwrapping presents, looking for They must have it hidden behind the tree. They must have it in the other room. Finish all the presents. And I'm like, well, where's my crossbow? <laughs> my mom's like, what are you talking about? I go, Dad promised me a crossbow. He goes, I did not. They got to fight Christmas morning. Yeah, that whole thing. And, 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 you know, I was crushed. I, I can't tell you, it was the worst Christmas ever. I was crushed because I didn't get that crossbow. Now I'm thankful I didn't get it because I'm able to be here. But anyway, the... Uh, Bob Cunningham this week acquired a crossbow. I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but he acquired one. And we were, I was telling him, and I, he was showing it to me. I'm like, you should bring it into church and give it to me. I was like, I gave you a joke gift. And finally, I got my crossbow. And he was good. Then he wrote me, he said, I'm not bringing it because someone will call, see me going in in this day and age, going into the, with a crossbow. And the SWAT team will show up during the service. and Or the security team will take them down. It's me, Bob. I'm Bob. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, you can imagine. What that would, I'm like, you're right, Bob. Uh, don't bring the crossbow. But I almost got one. I almost got one. All right. But we're going to see a promise, a Christmas promise this morning, a promise connected to Christmas that was kept, that was guaranteed, that is guaranteed, that we, we've already got it and we're going to keep getting it. Wait till you see this. There have been many guarantees declared in, his, you know, in history. In history, in war, guarantee you're going to win this war. Sports, lots of guarantees. The most famous one was... 
No, I'm talking about sports. So probably, you know, the most, Joe Namath, right? Joe Namath with Jets, gonna win the Super Bowl, and he won the Super Bowl. It was a huge upset. And then many since then, yeah, the Titanic, yeah, the history, the Titanic was guaranteed to float, right? Yeah, right, that, that's an all another one. But there's been, been many guarantees since Joe Namath. They're about 50-50, right? Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But our guaranteed victory is sure. It's backed up with God's love, as we're going to see. It's guaranteed by God's love. We have already seen some amazing encouragement in Romans chapter 8. If you've missed any of these sermons, go back and listen, because they build on each other. Wow, what a what a great time we've had, right? Uh, no guilt trips. There's no more condemnation for us. Uh, we have the key to spiritual victory through the... Power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. I knew I could count. I'm already there. Uh, we have, uh, we, God gives us a reason to hang on with hope even if we're facing a hard time. We, we hang on with hope because we focus on our future glory, right? The future glory. Remember that one? We can't lose because the Holy Spirit carries us. Remember? Oh, that's, I wish I could preach that one again. I might just do it. The Holy Spirit carries us, and we have the promise of, from Him carrying us that God will bring good out of anything and everything. He will work everything for Good. Somehow he's going to bring good out of it. He only the Holy Spirit can do that with God, through God the Father. And then last week we saw that God is on our side, uh, and that Jesus Christ is our super God man, right? We saw that, and now we come to the cherry on top. We get to end all this. We come to the cherry on top. Our victory is guaranteed by God's love. Father, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for each person who's here or listening or out there somewhere. We thank you for that, Lord. And now, Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would encourage us. And this is something we would never forget. Every day, our first thought, God loves me. Through Jesus Christ, if we put our faith in your son Jesus, that you love us. We have your guaranteed love. And I pray if anybody has never put their faith in you, today would be the day that they act on your love. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, here we go. This is wild. Romans eight thirty-five to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Love of Christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. No, uh, I'm sorry. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day, all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than victorious to Christ. Through him who, oh, here we go. I got a couple of versions running through my head. Here we go. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor light, uh, neither height nor depth nor anything. Uh, <laughs> they're jumping the verses on me. I was reading. It's going up. All right, all right, hold on. Jump it a little slower. I'm a little slower than that. All right. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is a promise. We are more than conquerors, and the proof of that promise is God's love. God's love. Now, first of all, I want to look at the hard part. The hard part in verses 35 to 36, the hard part of this 
this promise. Something else we're guaranteed in promise. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, thank you. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. So the, the first, we're also guaranteed trials. God's people have always been and always will face attacks. We will always face attacks. It's called persecution in God's word. We will always face persecution. We're going to get it from Satan and we're going to get it from the world. We're going to constantly get it. It's a given. We think, oh, things are bad now. Listen, I'm going to read something from uh, uh, the third century. Cyprian, the bishop of Carthage, wrote this to his friend Donatus. Listen to this. It is a bad world, Donatus, as an incredibly bad world. But I have discovered in the midst of it a quiet and holy people who have learned a great secret. They have found a joy which is a thousand times better than any of the pleasures of our sinful life. They they are despised and persecuted, but they care not. They are masters of their souls. They have overcome the world. These people, Donatus, are Christians, and I am one of them. The secret. The secret. We, persecution has always been here, and persecution is coming. It's coming. It's here. We're hated now. In John 15, it's good we're hated. In John 15, 18, Jesus said, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. We should be hated. If we're not hated, we're probably not following Jesus. Now, we shouldn't be hated because we're mean or obnoxious or anything, but, but because we're following Jesus Christ. We, we are going to be hated. There is intense persecution all over the world right now. I know we don't see it in our media, but it's intense. It's brutal what is going on. And that's, that's because exactly what's being fulfilled, Matthew 24, 9. When Jesus warned, he said, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. People are so upset. Oh, the USA doesn't like Christians anymore. We were a Christian nation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. But this is what Jesus said would happen. Even the USA is going to hate Christians. And it's here now. It's here now. Horrible, uh, horrible things that just we just saw happen with, with the Jews in Israel because of Hamas. The horrible things that happened to them. Horrible. But this stuff is happening every day to Christians all over the world. A million Christians are killed every year right now. A million are being killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. We are, con- we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But what it said there in Romans 8, we're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. That comes from Psalm 
44.22. He's quoting Psalm 44.22 where it says, As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. That's where Christians all over the world are, are facing today. If you read the whole chapter of Isaiah, uh, Psalm 44, you read the whole chapter, it's talking about Israel at that time, and they're under attack, they're under persecution, just like the Jews today are under the same persecution, just like in Israel, a persecution attacks all <clears throat> all over the all over the world the Jews are under attack in fact there's a call for Jews to return to Israel it's the only safe place for you now even the united states it's brutal what they're facing here in the united states and true christians i was talking to one of my jewish friends i said you're going to know who the true christians are because true christians will defend you tooth and nail true christians this issue is exposing to all of us who the true Christians are. It's separating the sheep from the goats, and that's exactly what that passage is about. It's separating the sheep from the goats, the true Christians from the false Christians. We, we are called to defend our Jewish brothers and sisters. We're called to do that. In fact, we're going to be judged by that sheep and the goats. Look it up. God's people, both his church the church of Jesus Christ and his chosen people, the Jewish people, who will one day be restored, by the way. Wait till we get to Romans 9, 10, and 11. You're going to see a whole new thing on, on the Jewish people. They're going to be restored uh, to Jesus Christ someday. We, the, both the church and the Jewish people, the, the church and the chosen people will face constant attacks. Have all throughout history. will continue to face it from Satan and his followers. Read the book of Revelation if, and Daniel if you want to see what's going on. The constant attacks from those of the flesh. People of the flesh versus people of faith. The flesh is always attacking people of faith. They're like spiritual zombies, you know, attacking. They're, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to devour a sheep to be slaughtered. And, and that's what's going on. But now for the positive news. That's, that's a hard news, but now for the easier news or, or the positive news, we have our victory guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because Paul, the Holy Spirit moves Paul to shift gears and he goes right to verse 37. And look what it says in verse 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through, through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We, we are more than conquerors through the blood of Jesus Christ. The word literally means super victorious. More than conquerors literally is super victorious. That's what we are. We're, we're, we didn't just win by We're super victorious. How do we know we're going to win? How do we know that we have already won? Because the very next verses tell us this very thing in verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from God's love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We... God's love is our guarantee. That's his, the guarantee. He, look, he's given us Jesus Christ and, and, and God's love is our guarantee no matter what we're going through. No matter what we're going through in our life, we know that God is with us. We know it. Look what the verse just said. We know that God is with us. He loves us. And he, and if he's allowing something to happen in our life, it has a purpose, a loving purpose. It may not seem it to us at the time, but it has a loving purpose. 
We may not see it till we get to eternity, but it has a loving purpose. Uh, Peggy, Peggy's here. I saw her, Peggy, come in. There she is. Peggy, it was, I was uh, talking to Peggy, and I was showing her pictures of the kitchen and what a mess it was. We were kind of joking. And, and she said, it's a temporary inconvenience with a permanent improvement. And I said, that's a great quote. She saw it on the road, right? You saw it construction. Yeah, but isn't that a great quote? Temporary inconvenience, permanent improvement. And that's exactly how God uses trials in our life. It's, and I've been using that all week now. Every time something's not going the way I wanted it. Temporary inconvenience, permanent improvement. Okay, good. Thank you, Peggy. All right? And, and that's how God uses trials in our life, and his love will carry us through it all. He'll carry us through it all to super victory. That's the whole point. If we trust him, he's going to carry us through it to super victory. And that's what should motivate us to keep on fighting the good fight, right? That's what should motivate us to finish the race, to keep the faith. Sound like a verse you know? All right, to keep the faith. I remember um, years ago... Probably many weren't even born. But Jerry Rice was playing for the San Francisco 49ers, and he was playing in the Super Bowl. And and uh, and he, I'll never forget, he got injured during the game. Earlier in the game, he separated his shoulder. Separated his shoulder, but he went back in and he kept on playing, right? And and I, it was just crazy. He didn't sit on the bench and he said later, yeah, it hurt, it hurt a lot. But but I wanted to be in in on the win. I want to be in on it. And he ended up scoring three touchdowns with a separated shoulder. I don't even like the San Francisco 49ers, but but I respected that guy. I was like, wow. And it, it hit me. That's what we're supposed to be like. That's why we keep on playing. Because why we keep fighting? Because we want to be in on the win. We're guaranteed that win. We're guaranteed victory. We're guaranteed book of Revelation. In our own life, we're guaranteed ultimate victory. We want to be in on the win. And we will win. We're going to win. Anybody need that encouragement today? Everybody looked a little tired coming in. Guess what? I was exhausted. The alarm had to wake me up today. And that never happens, right? But, but we, we're guaranteed neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We are guaranteed to win. No, uh, go back to verse 38. Let me do 38 again, too. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life... Did I go far right? Oh, anyway. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers will be able to separate us from, uh, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because we already talked about how we're more than conquerors. We're super victorious. We will win. Not because Why will we win? Because nothing can separate us from God or his love in Jesus Christ. Nothing. Look at that list. Neither death nor life, nothing in this life can separate us from God's love. Whatever you've gone through, whatever you're going to go through, no, whatever you're going to face, nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing, not in life or in death, not even in death, especially in death. God's love will carry us through. God's love will carry us through. Joy Vanderbilt. She's on her last days. It's getting close. We prayed fervently in faith for her to be healed. But it looks like God's going to bring her home for her healing, her ultimate healing. For Christmas, this is hard, right? It's hard. It's hard, but it's not hopeless. 
We, we grieve, but not like those who have no hope. Why do we grieve? Well, we're only feeling sorry for ourselves, right? Not for the person. When someone who's a Christian, who in Christ, only if someone's not a Christian, it is horrible. But, but if they're a Christian and we know where they're going and we, we're, we're upset, we want to keep them here a little bit longer, what are we doing? You're right? What are we thinking? That's like, that's like saying, oh, Joy just won the, the, you know, ten lotteries in a row, which I hope you don't play the lotto. But anyway, the, uh, we'll talk about that another week. But anyway, the, the, it's like she just won, you know, why don't we, we're gonna cry because she's super rich now? Or she just won a dream vacation to, uh, no, not Disney World, that would be a nightmare now. But it used to be a great place, magical place, but not anymore. Won a dream vacation somewhere, and, and I won't give them a penny now, not a penny. But anyway, the, that's an aside. But anyway, yeah, she won a dream vacation wherever she went. We, we wouldn't cry about that. We'd be excited for her, right? Well, that's what we would do. And and that's 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 what, that we know she's going to get a special Christmas gift, her ultimate healing, a new body, a new life. She's not going to look back and be sad. And we we and we all listen. We are all. Kim and I were talking about this. We're all going to die. We're all going to die unless unless Jesus comes back for us before that. Right. The only question is when and and how will we handle it? And will we have God's loving hand to hold on to when we go through death? To a new life. That's the only question. Have we put our faith in Jesus? Have we said, God, I believe Jesus died for my sin. He took my place on that cross. I put my faith in him. I walk away from my sin, the garbage. I repent of the old life. I put my faith in Jesus to forgive me and give me a new life. I I want the Holy Spirit to live inside of me. The moment we pray that, we have life now and forever. We have God's love, the hand to hold on to now. And it'll carry us on to eternity. And we have to keep that perspective. No, no matter what, we have God to depend on. And we have the gift of faith in Jesus Christ. The gift of faith. Without, can you imagine life without faith in Jesus? Some of you may be sitting there listening to this and you, you are there. But remember what it was like. Imagine the, the despair. Imagine the dread. Imagine the darkness. Remember that? Sometimes we forget how what it was like. Without faith in Jesus Christ and without the love of God. I tell people all the time, the only thing, there's only one thing worse than the trial you're going through. And that's going through that trial without Jesus. That's the worst thing you could happen. That's the worst. The, the, the world can't, the world's idols can't satisfy. We can't depend on them. To take us through life's trials? To take us through life? Let's just pick one idol. Uh, let's pick sports, sports, because it's football season. We'll pick on football, okay? I watch football games, and I don't watch much anymore because I'm sick of getting poked in the eye with all that, you know, you know, that social justice, you know. But anyway, uh, but I, but, but you watch it, and I watch it, and I'm like, the people, they're, what are they really doing? They're worshiping. Excited, cheering, up and down, things they would never do in church, right? Hey, they're doing all these things and, and never do a, you know, you know, well anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, they, they're, they're worshiping. This is really their worship and their focus 
all during the week. What are they thinking about? Their football team, right? And and their happiness. I know people, if the, if their team wins, they're happy. And if they lose, they're not happy. They're, they're sad because their happiness depends on it. That's what idols are. That's what it does to us. And, and they're, they're, let's use the Eagles because they, you know, they're local team, right? Uh, Eagles, I know people, they're more focused on the Eagle game than they're at church. They're more excited. They skip church, you know, can't, can't miss the beginning of the Eagles game, you know. They, 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 they're more focused on that. But guess what? I tell people all the time, your idol is going to lose. Sooner or later, the Eagles are going to lose. They may be undefeated. They may win all every game. They may win the Super Bowl. Sooner or later, they're going to lose. Every team's going to lose. Uh, Sooner or later. But with God, we can never lose. That's the difference. We can enjoy a game. We can enjoy it, but can't be an idol. We can enjoy whatever it is. You know, you you fill in the blank. X, Y, and Z. All these things. It's okay to enjoy them, but we can't let them displace God. We can't let that happen because he's the only one who will never lose. And without God and his love through Jesus Christ, life has no meaning. And if you're here and you're not a Christian, that's you. That was all of us. Do you remember it? It has no meaning. It, when we go through life without God's love and without Jesus Christ. Uh, Karen sent me a thing on uh, Daddy Yankee this week. Uh, some of you don't know who Daddy Yankee is. And I'm not, I, I, can't, I can't say I know all of his songs or any of them. But anyway, he's famous. And Daddy Yankee, famous, famous guy, uh, singer, he, he says goodbye to devote his life to his Christian faith. Daddy, look it up, it's a wild story. Daddy Yankee is officially retiring from his music to devote his life to his religious faith, the rapper said after ending his farewell tour. My people, this day for me is the most important day of my life, and I want to share it with you because living a life of success, and this guy is rich, is not the same as living a life with purpose. Living a life with success is not the same thing as living a life with purpose. Despite traveling the world, winning awards, and being praised by fans worldwide, a part of him felt unfulfilled for a long time, he told the cheering crowd. Those days are over. Someone was able to fill that emptiness, he said. Despite wearing stylish sunglasses on stage, the tears were streaming down his face. They were visible to the thousands of fans around the world who watched him closely via live stream. What good will it be for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? And then he closed by saying, To all the people who followed me, follow Jesus Christ now, who is the way, the truth, the life. Just like Jesus with his mercy, With his mercy, allowed me to travel the world. In your mercy, Father, I hope you allow me to evangelize the world from Puerto Rico. Amen. That should be all of us, right? All of us. But that's, that's the difference that the love of God makes through Jesus Christ. That's the difference. Only that can fill that hole. Are you living, are you, as Christians, are we living in the love of Jesus Christ? Are we living out the love of Jesus Christ? Here's a test. How do we handle those trials we're going through? How do we handle everything we face today? And what's our focus? What are we focusing on? 
Are you saying, oh, I can't wait to get to the Eagles game? Or are we focusing on, this is, this is it. This is the only thing I care about today. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch a game. I mean, my point, though, is what's our focus? What's our focus? What do we care about? And, and, do, and maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian, or you're listening to and you're not a Christian yet. Do you want God's hand to hold? Not just in death, but every day, all throughout every day. Do you want that purpose that, that Daddy Yankee talked about? That, that you, you, you can have that today. You can have that Christmas gift today by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And once that happens, look what he says, nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons, it says, can separate us. Uh, the word literally for demons is rulers. It's talking about Ephesians 6, where it says, the rulers of this dark world, even Satan himself can't stop God's love from reaching us. Not, nothing can stop us. Neither the present nor the future. Neither the present nor the future. So stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying about tomorrow because God's love's going to be there. Do you, anybody here worry about tomorrow? Stop it. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> if you missed last week, yeah, you'll get that one. Nor, nor any powers. Nor any powers. We're, everybody, what do we grow up being freaked about? Freaked out about nuclear weapons, right? Oh, nuclear bomb, nuclear bomb, the atom bomb, hydrogen bomb. It's going to destroy us. Remember, I remember going into, you know, going into the hallway as a kid and we would put our heads against the, the wall and like that was going to protect us from a hydrogen bomb, you know? I'm like, I was only seven and I could figure out, what are we doing this for, you know? And, uh, but now, now it's something new going to destroy the world. It's going to be, AI, artificial intelligence, and everybody's freaked out. Whatever takes over this planet, we already know what's taking it over. Read Revelation. It can't separate us from God's love. Neither height nor depth. Neither height nor depth. It doesn't matter if you're on the moon. It doesn't matter if you're the first astronaut to Mars. It doesn't matter. God's love can still find us. Nor depth. It doesn't matter if you're in the deepest ocean. I've looked up ocean depths. Uh, Pacific Ocean. The, e- the deepest spot in the Pacific Ocean is equal to 29 Empire State Buildings. Pretty deep. Although in the Atlantic Ocean, it's only 24 Empire State Buildings. All right, a little shallower. But but that's how that's how deep that's how deep the ocean is. Doesn't matter how deep you get. It, it, it doesn't matter if you get to the center of the Earth. It doesn't matter if you're in a deep depression. It doesn't matter matter if you've hit rock bottom. God's love is still right there with us through Jesus Christ. If you have Jesus Christ, you have God's love. It's a guarantee. It doesn't matter what we feel. It doesn't matter what we feel. The fact is, the fact is that we have God's love through Jesus Christ right with us. Because the fact is that God will never leave us. His love is always with us. Where is his love? It's right here. Where? It's right here. Did you know that? It's right here. Romans 5, 5. Remember we uh, looked at that not too long ago? In Romans 5, 5, it says, And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. We have God's love in our hearts through his Holy Spirit. That's, that's the Holy Spirit is a reminder in our hearts. It's a, he's a reminder in our hearts of the ultimate proof of God's love. And what is the ultimate God's love? Verse 8, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. 
While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the ultimate proof of God's love. And we have the reminder of that when the Holy Spirit in us. But the ultimate proof of God's love is the cross. It's the cross, the Christmas gift that God gave us all. Jesus died to be, was born to die. He was, he was given to us. That is his Christmas gift to us. John 3.16. You know I was going to use it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is God's gift to us. He gave us his son, Jesus, to die for us and and to give us life. That's why we can have peace no matter what we're going through. Why we can always have, why we, because we always have God's love to carry us through. We can have peace no matter what because we always have God's love to carry us through. We can have peace no matter what because Jesus came to bring peace on earth. What was he talking about? He's brought, he brought us peace on earth. That's what we have. The brutal, after Jesus came and after he died and after he rose again, the brutal Romans were still in control. They still had Israel in slavery, right? But now God's love was there too. After Jesus ascended, the church faced incredible persecution. Incredible persecution. They were hunted and persecuted. But now they had the Holy Spirit right here. God's love right here and the Holy Spirit's power right here to help them through. The world is becoming increasingly demonized. That's all prophetic. Jesus said it would happen. The Apostle Paul said it would happen. It's becoming increasingly demonized today. But we have Jesus Christ. We have the love of God through his son, Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're watching and we're connecting the dots, but we're not, we're not losing hope and giving up and, you know, you know, hiding because we have, we, we know we still have God's love, the gift of God's love. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Are, have you ever received that gift? That Christmas gift. That's a gift that it's promised. You want, you can receive it. It's not a crossbow. God's guaranteed to give it if you ask. And you're really going to get it. And it's better than any crossbow or anything else you could get. But you, have you received that gift by asking in prayer for it? We're going to pray in just a minute. We'll give you a chance to do that. And as Christians, do we remember that we have this love at Christmas time? Do we remember that? That's what, that's what should help us dull fear and, and, and stop the anxiety and, and the stress and the worry. And, and, and it is what allows us to fight through to faith. It allows us to fight through to faith because we are in God's loving hand. We can reach out and take care, take hold of God's loving hand any time we want. It's always there for us. That's how we wake. We wake up and we're under heaviness and we got things going on. We got struggles in our life that maybe nobody knows about. But we know we have God's love. That's what, that's what gives us, we, we work, we have to fight through that fog, right? In the morning, we fight through that fog, we fight through that fear, we fight through that anxiety. Everyone, does it sound familiar to anybody here? Don't raise your hand. Some of you have two hands up, right? Some of you have your feet up. You know what I'm talking about. But we have to fight through by faith. By faith. 
holding on to God's loving hand. That's what we have to do. And I'm going to give you a story to help you remember what every one of us have. We have this. Every one of us has this. Uh, there's a man named Charles Lighttoller. I'm going to read it to you. He was on the he was on the Titanic. You mentioned the Titanic and the the, the, the Titanic. And listen to this. Charles Lighttoller was just drifting off to sleep on April 14, 1912, when he felt the collision of the Titanic with an iceberg. Rousing himself, he helped as many women and children as possible into lifeboats before he was swept into the icy seas. At that moment, a verse of scripture came clearly to, clearly to his mind, Psalm 91:11. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Just then, a blast of hot air exploded from the belly of the ship, the sinking ship, propelling Light Toller like a missile to the surface, where he managed to pull himself onto an overturned lifeboat. He had no doubt an angel had helped him. True story. It doesn't matter where you are. Where we are or what is happening to us, it doesn't matter. We are promised God's love in Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit inside of us. And the Holy Spirit, remember the wind, just like this hot air blast, the Holy Spirit will carry us through anything and everything. When when the ship was sinking, where was God's love? It was right there. God's love was with this guy while the ship was sinking. And then after he was sinking down under the water and ready to go, where was God's love? Right here. When the ship exploded, his world exploded and shot him like a missile. God's love was still right here. When when he was clinging to that lifeboat, freezing and clinging to that lifeboat, God's love was right here. Right here. Wherever we go, God's love goes with us. That is a guarantee. A guarantee. Let's pray. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't have that guarantee but you want it. You've never received that gift, but it's there for the receiving. This Christmas season, you can receive that gift right now. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That happens in our heart, and you can already be believing in Jesus right now, receiving your new life. I encourage people to, to, to pray a prayer of faith, to just put an exclamation point on that. The prayer of faith that, God, I ask you to forgive me for the sin that has blocked my relationship with you. I repent. 
I walk away from that. I turn away from my old life. Forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. Your one and only son, Jesus, I put my faith in. My trust, my complete dependence on his death on that cross for my sin, on his resurrection from the dead to give me a new life. I give my life to you. I receive that Christmas gift. The ultimate gift of life. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, then something incredible has happened. You will not have an empty life any longer. Because God's love is right here. Right in your heart. The Holy Spirit is in your heart. And your life will never be the same. You're a brand new baby Christian. And and you need some encouragement. I want to encourage you to tell somebody that you've prayed that prayer. That you've given your life to Jesus. Tell somebody, maybe somebody here, a family member or a friend, tell me on the way out. Text me, call me. Maybe you have somebody at work, you have somebody at school praying for you, you have a grandmother praying. Tell somebody so that we could be excited for you and help you grow up in Jesus Christ. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit, who is right here, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Maybe you're going through a trial in your life right now. Now, let me say, probably you're going through a trial right now in your life. Do you feel alone? You're not. We're never alone. Remember, as we're praying here, remember that God's love is right here. And reach out. Reach out for God's loving hand. Father, I pray that every person here would remember your love and would reach out for your loving hand every day, every hour, every minute, every second. It would be like breathing, remembering and reaching out for you. Your loving hand. Let your, Father, I pray that your love would become a deep reality. Your love for us through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit in our heart would be a deep reality to every one of us. I pray that that would would be what would carry us through 
every explosion in our life. We pray that it would be a permanent improvement. In Jesus' name, amen.